Welcome to the sermon podcast of Faith Lutheran Church in Oregon, Wisconsin, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ crucified and the promises of God that our faith clings to. For more information, visit us online at faithlutheranoregon.com. Church anniversaries can sometimes be tricky to pin down. It was in 1980 that faith uh, formally was organized and admitted into the Evangelical Lutheran Synod. But it was two years earlier, in late 1978, that a group of faithful women from both Grace and Holy Cross in Madison began meeting in Oregon. They were known as the Oregon Circle. Pastor Warren Granke and Grace Lutheran Church, along with vicar Craig Firkenstad, began work on planting a congregation. Fifteen people were in attendance at the first meeting on October 30th, 1979. On February 10th, 1980, the first service was held in the basement of Community National Bank. And on June 1st, Craig Firkenstead was ordained and became faith's first pastor. Almost immediately, the congregation began the work of purchasing a building, and two years later, uh, in 18, 1982, on January 3rd, a group drove in procession from the bank to this building, the former Danish Lutheran Church St. John's, and our building was dedicated to the glory of God on April 18, 1982. Our service today is merely a transference of an anniversary we'd hoped to do earlier this year, uh, before the pandemic hit. We still hope to do a larger celebration next year. But some may wonder, why bother at all? Why are we even bothering to observe an anniversary now? Why observe the past when there are so many things happening in the present? We live in an era of history, or when history is not only downplayed, but is derided and canceled. And each person is taught to believe that they are smarter and better than any generation prior. And that it's up to you to save the world. If you're not making a difference, what are you doing? And it's up to you, and you have what it takes. But you don't, and I don't. And how many times, how often have we heard the, the phrase that the times that we're living in now are unprecedented. They're not. History is filled with times much worse than this. In fact, the Israelites had to wander in the wilderness. Do you remember how long they had to wander in the wilderness? Forty years. As long as our congregation has been here, they were without a home. And that's just one example. Plagues show up numerous times in the scriptures, as well as political turmoil much worse than the times we're living in right now. There's a reason why so many people were expecting Jesus to be an earthly king. But in the same way that we tend to put ourselves in the center of history, so we do also with faith. Faith becomes something personal, something abstract. In fact, we substitute beliefs or substitute facts for, for beliefs. 
And we say things like, well, that's just your interpretation of Scripture. And we do this, I think, because we're afraid of confrontation. We're afraid of, of being wrong. If faith is something internal, something personal, then, then no one can take that away from me because that's just what I believe. Uh, in fact, it's the worst thing right now to, to tell someone that they are, 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 are wrong or, or to question what somebody believes, whether or not they're based on facts. Someone could believe that, uh, that they are someone that they are obviously and biologically are not, but who are you to judge because that's, well, that's just what they believe. But the Christian church and the Christian faith is based on facts. The church's foundation is the historical resurrection of Jesus from the dead. I know that my Redeemer lives. He lives my ever-living head. He's the head and foundation of the church. Faith is not something just internal, but a faith shared by Christians throughout the world and across history. And it hasn't changed since the beginning of the world. The writer of the book of Hebrews and remember, Hebrews, the book, is, is ancient by our standards. The writer says this, For by this faith the ancients were commended in Scripture. Ancients such as Abel, Enoch, Noah, and Abraham. The namesake of our congregation, faith, is not just what you believe or, or, or just what I believe, my faith or, or your faith, but the faith shared by these ancient people. The faith fought for and defended with blood, the reason why our pyramids are red today. The biblical worldview forces us to begin not with ourselves as the center and best of history, quite the opposite. We, like all those who have come before us, were dead in our trespasses and sins. We were far off from God. But we have the example of the prophets, the patriarchs, the apostles, the evangelists, and even those who have come before us here at faith. We have them to guide us, people who are also far off, but who have been brought close by God's provision through the death and resurrection of Jesus. Imagine that a new Netflix series was being produced about your life. And you are a little hesitant about it because you don't know what's coming ahead as you're watching it. But you, yours is one of thousands that have been produced just like it. And you've watched every single other series. And they all happen to end the exact same way. And in fact, you've been told that yours is going to end that way too. Faith is being sure about what we hope for, being convinced about things we do not see. We have the example of all those who have come before us to let us know how our story is going to end. Take, for example, Abraham. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go to a place that he was going to receive as an inheritance. And he left without knowing where he was going. 
Abraham had no idea what was ahead in his life, but he knew God had provided for everyone before him. The ancients that had come before him. At 75 years old, Abraham left his relatives, his father who was still living, everything behind. His faith trusted in the promises that God had made. And so even when Abraham got to the promised land, he lived as if it did not belong to him. Dwelling in tents along with Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. Abraham also, years later, would willingly offer up his son Isaac as a sacrifice by faith because he trusts in the promises of God. 2,000 years before the resurrection of Jesus, that God could and would raise up Isaac from the dead. The foundation of his faith, built like all those before him, was on Christ, on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. For he was looking forward to the foundation, to, forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. We are blessed. We are so blessed, even in the middle of a pandemic, even amidst turmoil, even amidst an election year. And maybe we, we tend to get a little too worked, about, worked up about each one of these things. Because we tend to conclude that this world, this, this life, is our final destination rather than just a stopping point on our journey to heaven. But what would our lives look like if we did as Abraham did? And we lived as, as this world, this country, our very lives did not belong to us. Understanding that everything that we see is temporary. But that what we, what we don't see with our eyes, but what we are sure about by faith, that's eternal. That's our goal. We are merely sojourners like Abraham on the path to an eternal home. Faith Lutheran Church, in 40 years in this tiny little bit of history, is like Abraham's tent. We are just following in the footsteps of every Christian that has come before us. And like them, by faith, we are awaiting the more permanent city to come. And we may be small compared to other churches, but so was Abraham's family. Yet Abraham didn't reach the promised land by his own strength. His family didn't grow by his own working. It was the work and grace of God. If Abraham had relied on his strength and his power, like we are often told to today, he would have run back home. But by faith, Abraham understood that, that not human wisdom and human power, but only the work and grace of God could cause him to reach his journey's end. By faith, so do we. But now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So then you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household. You have been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, 
with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. Every week, we confess the holy and apostolic faith. The faith confessed in our creeds. The same faith passed down by the patriarchs and taught by the apostles, who were eyewitnesses of Jesus' death and resurrection. We follow in the footsteps of those before us here at faith. And, and none of this by our own doing, but the grace of God, who, yes, even is with us now in this temple. And together, we are being built on the foundation of Jesus to be a dwelling place for God that will continue into eternity. Our past, our history, informs our faith. Our faith amidst the present world where, where by faith we know that we are not alone on the path we're on. And our faith informs, our history informs our future, our faith in the future. As God brought Abraham from a far country to the promised land, so he will do it to each one of us. God has graciously provided a tent for us where he has dwelt with us for these past 40 years. He's provided Faith Lutheran Church for us to dwell in the meantime as we look forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. So thanks be to God. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen.